0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you from one of our latest bestsellers, Chicken Soup for the Soul Life Lessons from the Cat. We created this book because we do learn so many lessons from our cats. They show us how to be better humans. They teach us about resilience and fortitude and loyalty. If we rescued them, they seem to rescue us back. And then there are the times when we feel more like staff than owners because everyone who lives with a cat knows who's really in charge. And sometimes that means catering to the cat. So Beth Cato knew that her cats were in charge. And when she was selling her house, she warned the real estate agent that her two cats were indoor cats and should not be accidentally let outside. All the agents would have to be extra careful not to let their clients leave the door open. Beth's cats had been adopted from a shelter as kittens, and she felt very responsible for them. The cats had moved around the country with them as Beth's husband was in the Navy. And those cats were like family, and Beth was truly worried that someone would let them out, especially the one that was more rambunctious and more likely to run off. So on every door that went to the outside, Beth put up a big sign that said, Indoor cats, please be careful that they don't go outside. Before the house was shown to potential buyers, there was a big open house for all the real estate agents, and Beth and her husband were there for it. So they watched as all the strange humans poured in, and the shyer cat hid, but the more rambunctious outgoing one acted as a greeter at the front door. As the agents entered, they each removed their shoes so that there was a big pile of shoes at the front door. And Beth discovered that her outgoing cat, the one she was afraid would try to go outside, was actually in heaven indoors with that big pile of shoes. He dove into that pile, sniffing the shoes, rolling around. It was like he was in a big pile of catnip. He inspected every shoe He even inserted his head inside some of them to get all the way to the toes. So instead of touring the house, a small audience gathered to watch the cat. Over the next few days, there were more visitors to the house, and everyone left their shoes at the front door where the cat could enjoy them. It only took a few days for the famous house with the cat to get an offer, and Beth took down her warning signs about not letting the cats out. But as it turned out, That front door could have been left wide open because as long as there was a big pile of shoes to sniff, her rambunctious cat wasn't going anywhere. Beth's cat loves shoes, and H.M. Forrest wrote us a story about her cat who loved Christmas trees. They learned this one December when they couldn't find the cat anywhere. H.M. and her son searched and searched, and they were beginning to worry until she realized that they had a new item in the house, the Christmas tree they had just decorated the night before. Sure enough, their cat Zorro was happily lying beneath the tree, where he ended up spending the rest of the holiday season. When H.M. put the artificial tree away a few weeks after Christmas, she learned just how important it had become to Zorro. After they took down the ornaments, they started to unfasten the branches, and that cat lay down on the tree skirt, with this pleading look in his eyes, but they were moving, so she had no choice. She had to take the tree down. Zorro clung to that tree skirt with his claws, and she actually had to wrestle him for it. Zorro was so upset that he ignored her the rest of the day, even refusing his treats, and he continued to glare at his human family for the next few weeks. She says, eventually Christmas rolled around again at our new home, And the first part of decorating for the holidays was, of course, the grand entrance of the tree box from the storage shed. Despite the fact that it had been many months and there had been many changes since he'd last seen this box, Zorro's ears perked up and his eyes grew huge as he watched me carry the box into the living room. He sat down nearby to watch the proceedings while my son and I put the tree together and decorated it. When we took a break, Zorro snuck over in his cat-like way and proceeded to examine the tree. The ornaments were of little interest to him, strangely enough. It was the tree that had always intrigued him. Zorro chose a spot underneath the tree and claimed it for his own, lying there while we finished decorating, his face a picture of pure happiness. Zorro became a permanent part of their holiday decor, always to be found under the tree. And this time, when it was time to take down the tree, and the cat again seemed desperate to keep it, they relented. They left that tree up through Easter. I'm Amy Newmark, and you've been listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, join the more than 2 million people who follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and go to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul Life Lessons from the Cat, which you can also pick up at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or wherever else you like to get your books. I want to mention that we're really proud of the way we handle our cat books because we make sure to feature lots of rescued cats, particularly black cats and senior cats, because they're the ones that are often left behind in the shelters. And we're donating royalties from the book to American Humane, which does wonderful humanitarian work on behalf of cats in shelters and hoarding situations and natural disasters such as hurricanes and wildfires. Come back for our next episode for some wonderful inspiration that will help you run or walk your way into fitness with a couple of stories of transformation from our new book about running and walking. They will definitely get you out of your chair and onto your feet. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.